Uh-huh. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, oh man, got a radio show. Yeah, I do. God's so big to me, man. I just have to tell you about it. I can't help it. It's rather obvious to me how big, how good God is. He's absolutely tremendous. He's off the chain. He on one. He be clowning. He be just showing out. Man, I'm just over here just on the receiving end. You know, uh, if you out there, start your mission today. Start your mission today. What are you waiting for? Why do we as people delay what we want or delay the process to begin what we want? our hopes, our dreams, our desires. Why won't you start your mission today? Why don't we all decide together that just individually, look, you listening, you got something that you've been dreaming about. You got an ambition of yours that's not yet fulfilled. You got goals you haven't accomplished yet. Everybody has them. Everybody's got them. Everybody's got something that's that's on the table that they haven't yet attacked yet. What are you waiting for? Start your mission today. Stop the procrastination now. The procrastination is only hurting you, yourself. And if you and if you allow plastic, uh, excuse me, and if you allow procrastination to set in, then that 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 allows then, which is a weakness, you know, but that allows the devil then to just really do his thing. 
because an idle mind is the devil's playground. So if you ain't working on your goals, dreams, aspirations, or visions, you just uh, you just waking up seeing how today going to go, or the devil, he got plenty for it for you to do. The thing about God is he's so forgiving that if you get out of line, he'll hold your place. See, that's the real cool thing. But see, the thing with God is God don't do that. God don't say the line start back here. God holds your place. When you make a mistake and you fall off the line, God holds your place. But if you ain't got no dreams, aspiration, if you ain't got no place, what he holding for you? See, I mean, he, he got a place for you, but you got to come to him. See, some people, if well, here, here's what I'm saying. If you got a goal, an aspiration, a dream, and you fall off track momentarily, you can get back to that. Because God know where you left off. Now, you may have to accomplish a few more things since you stopped for a long period of time, but God know where you left off. You can get back on track. I Look, man, this dream of being on TV since I was a kid, it got off track now. It got off track. I just kept it as one of the dreams. And in some real dark moments when it looked like it wasn't going to happen, all I was hanging on to was just the hope that one day it could. But that's what faith is really about. Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. But faith gives you the confidence to keep hoping, man. Sometimes it just keep hope alive. Sometimes, you heard Jesse Jackson say it, just keep hope alive. Sometimes, man, it's just the hope. I was hanging on the hope. And I'm talking about when it got real ugly and funky out there for me. When it looked like I wasn't going to ever make it. And all of the facts was in and everything pointed in the direction you're not going to make it. You done really messed up this time. Then I sat there and I just hung on to the hope. But man, that's what I'm saying. If you got a dream or an aspiration, a vision or something, when you fall off track and you want to go get back in line, God holds your place. See, he held on to that for me. He knew I was off track and out of line. But he said, okay, here's where we stopped. You want to be on TV. Now, when you get it together and you quit tripping and you come and you turn to me, I'm going to hold your place, put you back in line, then we go and finish the journey. That took me a lot longer to get here than I wanted to, but then it was necessary because I needed all of the mishaps to happen to me along the way. So when I got on the radio one day, which I did not see coming, Steve Harvey got a radio show, y'all. That's why I say it every day. See, because of this radio show that I didn't see coming, now I have stories to tell. I got experiences to share. And I can tell you about me better than I can tell you about anybody. And I done been through enough where it's relatable, where enough people can go, man, that happened to me. Appreciate you saying that. That's what it was for. See, I get it now. See, at the time, though, I didn't, I didn't like what was happening to me. At the time, I was really in total disagreement with God on a lot of stuff he was pulling off on me. But in essence, I was really pulling it off on myself. But through his grace and mercy, he kept me through all of my mistakes, all my bad decisions, all my miscalculations, all my misfires, all the times I knowingly stepped out there and did wrong. He forgave me. He said, because, man, if you ever come to me, I have a plan for you that is going to be far and above. It will supersede everything you've ever dreamed of. That's what I did. I just got sick of me, good and sick of me, and I turned it over to God, and then God started working, and here I am today. 
Now, is he through with me yet? Nope. Have I arrived yet? Nope. But guess what? The journey is cool. You know, it's like I was talking to this young brother the other day about comedy. He's a really good stand-up, you know, this young dude is really good. He said, man, what is this I feel every night before I go on stage? I don't know what it is. I just want it off me. I said, sir, listen to me, young, young dude. This thing that climbs on my back every night before I go on stage, I don't know what it is. It's got something to do with pressure. It's got something to do with anticipation. It's got a whole lot to do with the fear of falling. He said, what you mean by that? I said, every night I walk out on stage, it's like I'm about to go and step off a cliff. I said, it's a sickening feeling. He said, man, but you do so well. I said, that's because the parachute opens. I said, but I want you to understand something. When I first walk out there, it's just stepping off the cliff. Now, these jokes provide a parachute, which slows my descent when I jump off the cliff. And I turn it into a glide. And then I take the audience this way and I swing them back over to that way. We might swing out to the Colorado Rockies. We may go down to Miami with this joke. We may take it on out to LA. And I just swing back and forth till I land softly. The crowd cheers, the night is over with. I said, but it's been too many nights though when I walked off that cliff and I pulled the cord and the parachute didn't open. I said, now nah, I'm just free falling out there for 30 minutes. Ain't no jokes working, ain't the parachute didn't open. I said, so see, that's what it's like for me. And then you know what I found out? If you done walked off the cliff in life and you ain't got no God in your life, it's like not having a parachute. You step off the cliff and you just free falling. Now see, we all, now that fall gets you closer to the grave, right? See, we all heading to the grave from the moment we born. But the cool thing about a relationship with God is, when you step off the cliff and you got God, he a parachute. You still going down, but it's a nice ride. And God just helps your, your descent appear more like a rise and more like a euphoric fall instead of not having no God in your life and you just walking off that cliff every day, free falling, ain't got no cord, you steady pulling, ah, you hollering the whole way because you messed around with yourself and ain't let God come into your life and provide a parachute for you. I would rather have a parachute since I got to jump every day than to not have one. God has been like a parachute for me. Ask me why, where that came from? I can't tell you, but like I always say, most good things that happen in my life that I can't explain, it's usually him. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the boys and the girls, chitlins and javier, hog malls and linguine. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Wee wee. Wee wee. Wee wee. Yeah, that's variety right there. What's happening? Hey, Steve. Good morning. Everybody good this morning? Good. Uh, so, yes, what? sir. Yes. Sunshine. Hey, y'all. Okay, I tried to watch Game of Thrones, the yeah. second one. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I fell asleep right after it got started. Okay. Because the Jamie was in front of everybody. Oh yeah. And yeah. they was telling him they was finna kill him. 
Yes. I think and then was. Tyrion got in there and saved him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, really who saved him was Brienne of Tar. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. She jumped yeah. in and saved yeah. him. So he's going to probably have to sleep with her. Well, she loved that him. That sound like yeah. it. Yeah, that ain't going to be good to that watch free. on TV. <laughs> that is. I think she he loves be gone, though. <laughs> yeah, you say that, Carly. You think they're going to kill him for real. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think he and Brienne are going to get together. Yeah, but see, you don't want to sleep with nobody who can pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, just like Ari and the Baratheon boy. Woo. Arya. You didn't see that? Steve you didn't see that? Asleep, Steve? Huh? Oh, yeah, you didn't no, see that. I ain't seen Arya yet. Yeah, the young, the young Stark girl, yeah. you know. Who is the yeah. Brathian boy? The boy that make all the iron and yes, stuff? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. She thought they were going to die, so she said she wanted to try having sex because she'd never had it before, and she wanted to do it before she died. So she pushed them on the bed, and they got busy. Yeah, you don't want nobody that dominates you like Y'all that. spoiling it for me now. Oh, you didn't see oh, it? Man, I ain't seen the second oh, episode. I, I didn't spoil it alert. Wednesday. Yeah, you got to get I on know, that. I know, I know. You're going to watch. It's Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> That don't seem like you can spoil for me. Ain't nothing I'm looking forward to. <laughs> but Steve, it it almost broke the internet because people were were wondering how old she was and could she do that and all of that because she started so young. You know, she was yeah, I think eleven when she started the show, and people were like, how old? <laughs> how old is she? Why is she doing that? Meanwhile, she has killed like forty thousand. Oh, yeah, people. Million well, people. she ain't. She <laughs> she played eleven on the show. That. She played 11 on the show. No, she, she wasn't 11. She was 11. She well, is she 22 now? Game of Thrones been on 10 years? Well, it's been on at least eight, and you know they were off for those two years. You know. Yeah, yeah so she says she's 22. Yeah. But she said she couldn't even believe they wrote that in the script. <laughs> she she went was, back and asked. Yeah, she thought it was a joke We're going to really do this right here? Yeah, she thought it, but she did uh, that, though. We she need to have a rehearsal. That. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Get it cracking yeah. up in here. <laughs> it was a good yeah. show. Yeah. It was really good. It really was good, Steve. <sighs> watch so, it off. So when you, yeah, when you have time. Okay. Watch it on what? On and off. Day. When yeah. that going to be? <laughs> you get upset, though. You know you get off days every now and again, Winter Steve. is coming. Yeah. You have it. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty Winter packed from here on out. I'm pretty packed. All right, listen. Coming up at 32 after the hour, inside of something funny. Uh, celebrities are just like us. You know, we'll talk about celebrity jobs before they got famous, starting with Steve Harvey, right after this. I done had more jobs than all y'all put together. <laughs> <laughs> I love his job stories. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Those celebrities, right? They're mm-hmm. just like us, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they are before they got famous anyway. Maybe not while they're famous, okay? You ever wonder what, what your favorite stars were doing before they made it big? For instance, Russell Crowe, who played Gladiator and won uh, Academy Award for Gladiator. Uh, We're going to get to you, Steve. This actor used to be a DJ. (laughs) Russell Crowe did? Yes, he's a Gladiator. Russell Crowe? Freedom himself? Freedom? No, no, not him. That's Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, Russell Crowe used to be Gladiator. Oh, you're not entertained. Yeah. He used to be a DJ. He worked at an Australian nightclub. (laughs) All right, his stage name, Russ Le Rock. <laughs> you better get it, Russ I love it. Russ Le Rock. Okay, this one is really hard to believe, Steve. Uh, Brad Pitt used to work at El Pollo Loco right here in Los Angeles. Go on, Brad. Uh-huh. But he stood outside of the El po- Pollo Loco. With the sign? No, in a chicken suit. 
Brad Pitt did? Brad Pitt. Fine Brad Pitt, right? Beginning mm. <laughs> of greatness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Your friend, Steve, Chris Rock, used to work in Ro- Red Lobster as a busboy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Cheese biscuits. She, I bet he ate all the cheese biscuits he could ever want. Ooh, cheddar biscuits. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston had an odd job. She says she took pride in cleaning toilets. What? Okay. Yeah. Cleaning jobs. She had odd, odd jobs cleaning. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Cleaning stuff. So, yeah. All right. So, Steve, <laughs> come on. Let us have it. Boy. First job. Your first job. Oh, no. Your first job paper out. I mean, let's get on up when I was. Filling out applications and stuff. 20 jobs later. Uh huh. (laughs) Come home from college. Yeah. Freshman. Uh huh. I need money. Uh huh. Fry cook at Burger King. Mm. All right. On fries. Polyester suit, hat, (laughs) cock to the side. (laughs) Of course. Dropping fries. Music on in the back. Really, Steve? Want it so bad for them to put me on that open flame broiler so I can lay them patties on top. Whopper, baby. And catch them on the, I wanted to make sandwiches. I was yeah. pissed off about this fry cook position. Because you better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how these stupid ass people y'all got in here making sandwiches and I ain't. <laughs> you want to make a whopper. You want to make Man, I want to make a damn whopper. Man. <laughs> That's funny, Steve. So, and then later on in life, you got to do Burger King commercials, right? You did. Yeah. Boy, it's been, a, I used to work on the assembly line at Ford Motor Company. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then became a head sport. Ford was my top sponsor for the Hoodie Awards. And That's right. I had Ford Motor Company put the car on Family Feud. Yeah, wow. Nice. So, nice. So wait a minute, though. What, what did you, you said you worked on the assembly line. What made you leave that job? It wasn't a good job. What happened? What made me leave it? Yeah. And they call layoffs. Oh, oh. Because oh. <laughs> nobody leave for it. Surely. I'm just wondering. Something happened. Something happened in my house. I, I didn't leave school. <laughs> <laughs> they sent a letter to my house and told me not to come back. You didn't yeah. land on Plymouth Rock, Steve? <laughs> no. I didn't, it, everything happened to me. I was forced out. Uh-huh. Oh. What happened after that? Well, I worked down at the college Uh uh, on maintenance uh, from midnight to 4 Uh a.m. Well, I wanted to work in the kitchen so I could eat. Oh, Oh. that was smart. That's how you get your grub on. Okay. Well, that's how I supplied my stove. Oh, your store. Yeah, the stove in my room. See, this, 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 no, 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 no. This is why he can't run for president or nothing. Oh, he can now. All that's out the window now. See, I I had (laughs) two double-eye hot plates. Okay. Which were illegal, probably. in the Yeah, room. and I had them in my closet uh-huh. where you could close the door. Mm-hmm. And when I opened them at night, late at night, mm-hmm. I had a stove in there. I sold, like, platters and plates and sandwiches. I had ham and cheese. Wow. I had steaks. Oh, that's why you wanted to be on sandwiches, because you... You had uh, steaks. Y'all thing. stole steaks out the freezer. Uh-huh. Mean how hard it is to get steaks out the cafeteria? That ain't hard at all. You work there at midnight to four. <laughs> <laughs> you the only one in there. So I had a Kent State bag that hung outside my window on the eighth floor. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. had that little crank handle on it. I just, you know, the drawstring plastic yeah. bag? Yeah. That was yeah. my freezer. So when the fellas walked by and they saw the bag hanging out the window, they know I got steaks. Wow, wow. Steve. And Take then uh, the I bag. made sandwiches after all the parties. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I had a pancake platter. 
with bacon. What an enterprising young man you were. Where did you, you get pancake batter and bacon from as a college student? Where did you get that from? When I sold the steaks, I, I had money. So I go to grocery store and I buy pancake batter. Wait, excuse oh. me. Now, Carla, yes. <laughs> when we first started the Steve Harvey Morning Show, Steve had these mm. same kind of fryers. What do you call them? That with the high plug? plate. Yeah, with a the high plate. High plate. Yeah. He, high we would plate. be Electric on the skillet. Okay, that's what you call it. I see. I wouldn't okay, know that. Yeah, yeah. But Steve had these same skillets, type skillets. While we were on the air, he he was frying eggs. The whole hallway. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Studio? Nah, in the studio, yeah, yeah, studio in the studio and in the hall, right? He, he bacon. He he would say, "That's not a he would, he would, radio station." Yeah, he would tell me. <laughs> he, would, <laughs> he would tell me something like, "You take it," or "Or it's breakfast time." He'd be cooking bacon, yeah. eggs, toast. Dog, I had English muffins. <laughs> when, yeah. the, when the show going on, yeah. You know, they playing two records in a row. I yeah. didn't understand. I, yeah. I, I came out here to talk. I don't play records. Carla, he would come in in the middle of a record. I got some eggs and bacon out there, y'all. Huh? You what? Are you serious? Just like just an all American. And Carla, it would be good, too, because Steve can cook. Cook so, my ass yeah. off. Oh, man. Chocolate chip, pancakes. I have, you know, apple and cinnamon red can. Blueberry. Oh, my God. Oh, so that was his job, yeah. All right, uh, coming up next, it is the nephew who would run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, the Osandaro brothers sue Jussie Smollett for defamation of character. Wow. Whoa. And people are really concerned about Britney Spears' mental health. I will talk about that later. But right now, the mm. nephew's in the building. Yeah, a lot going on, right? Uh, to run that prank back. What you got? Let's do yeah. it then. Let's do it. My auntie's bike. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Watch how I roll on you. My auntie's bike. You're ready for that. That's all right. That's all right. You need a bike, Shirley. You got a bike? I have a stationary, yeah. Well, we're good. See, that means you are somebody's auntie. Auntie's bike. <laughs> Here it is. Let's run it, cat. Hello? Hello. I'm trying to reach Vaughn. This Vaughn? Hey man, this 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 K Dub man. Listen, do 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 you know somebody that live on? Yeah, my mama, my mama stay on. Hey, who is this? Hey, this this K Dub man. My auntie Miss Tinsley, she live on. Now my auntie say you uh came over here and stole a bicycle and some other stuff out of her garage. Okay, hold up. First of all, who is you, man? I, I stole a bike out of somebody's garage. Who is this? Who is K? I don't know no K Dub. This is this is K Dub, man. My, my auntie, uh, Miss Tinsley, live down the street from your mama. And my auntie just got you telling me you the one came over here and took a bike and, and a toolbox or something out of that garage. Man, first of all, I don't even know no damn Miss Tinsley. And second of all, I don't steal. Your your auntie Miss Tinsley say I stole something out of her garage. Oh, hey, put put her on the phone, man. Put your auntie on the phone. I ain't stole nothing from nowhere. I ain't got to she steal. Can't, she can't talk. My auntie can't talk to you. Why she can't talk? She say I stole something. No, my aunt, my auntie Deaf. She sign language me and told me that you the one stole stole the bike. Your auntie Deaf and she told you she sign language you and said I stole the bike. Hold on, wait just a minute. Well, how you get my number? Hold on, wait a minute, man. She number, sign right? language with me now. Hold on. What the? Okay, she say quit all that damn lying. You know damn well you the one that stole the bike. Hey, hey man, hold up. 
So your auntie is cussing me out through you in sign language. That's the you telling me that I done stole a damn bike. Say, man, for, hey, first of all, how the hell you even get my number, man? I got your, I got I your number from people that live down the street that say that I asked them for Miss, uh, ain't your mama Miss? Yeah, Miss, my mama. Okay, okay, well, look, man, the people down the street evidently knew your number. I told them I needed to talk to you sooner than my auntie told me that, that you was the one that stole the bike out the garage. Now, look, I ain't trying it's to have no can you sign language back to your auntie? Yeah, I can sign language back to her. Tell her that I said that I ain't stole no bike. How about that? Tell your auntie I ain't stole no I'm damn bike. Right what now, man, hold on. I'm a grown man. I'm trying to tell her right now. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. She's saying something. She said your black <laughs> is lying. And you know damn well you got that bike. Man, look here, man. You, your damn auntie. That street with nobody on this street except for my mama. I'm a grown man. What the I gotta steal a bike for? No deaf. She she must be dumb too. She deaf and dumb. She think I stole something. Y'all don't. I, mean, I don't even know y'all. Who the are you? My auntie ain't deaf and dumb, dude. Okay. My, my auntie don't never lie. And if Miss Tinsley say that 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 somebody took something, that dog, she telling the truth. My auntie don't be lying. And just to be lying, why she just gonna lie on you? Why she gonna pick you out? Man, you know what? I, I don't know what. The going on, but I ain't got no reason to steal no bike. Now, I'm a grown, I got a car that ain't paid for I got, I'm a grown man. I'm trying to get custody of my son. So, I'm going to come in somebody's garage and steal a bike. Is you crazy? You crazy as she is, man. Get out of my line with that Hold on, hold on, hold on. My auntie talk. I don't know what she's saying. Wait a minute, man. I'm trying to see what she's saying. She say that black know damn well he took that bike. And he better bring that damn bike oh, okay. back. That, that, uh, look at man, I don't know why the you still on my line, man. I ain't took no bike. The dumb ain't his line. Do he, do, is he even hey, man, man, put, hey, hey, dog, let me tell you something. You're going to respect my ain't You hear me? Hey, man, you going to respect me. You call my phone with that I'm here trying to get my together. You call me some Hey, who are you? Who the are you? I don't know who this is. I don't know no I'm no K-Dub, man. I'm K-Dub. Everybody know K-Dub. I ain't never heard of no K-Dub on in my life. My mama been staying on for 15 years. I ain't never heard of no K-Dub. I ain't heard of no Miss Tinsley. I ain't heard about no deaf lady. I ain't seen no bike. Get the off my line, man. Hey, man, CC, you gonna make me go down and steal something out of Miss house if you don't bring that damn bike back. Oh, you got me Bring somebody to my mama's house if you want to. I'm on my way over there. Bring somebody to my mama's house. My family is going to be over for you. The deaf, dumb ain't you got. Whoever the down there gave you my number. Everybody, you got me. We'll blow this up. I'll that street up. You go by my mama's house. You better not step in my mama's grass. You come by my mama's plant. I'm going to you up. You got me up. you going to turn me to the dark side. I'm on my way right now. I don't know why we still on the phone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What you say, ain't My ain't say ain't nobody scared of your Ow. crazy. Say, tell your deaf ain't to bring her outside. And I'll bet you she hear them licks I'm going to be putting on your Yo, I'll beat your She going to be undeaf today. I bet she get cured when she see me whooping your Hey, man. Hey, hey look. I ain't coming by myself, homie. Tommy going to be there with me. Tommy going to help me whoop your ass. Who the f*** is Tommy? Tommy who? Tommy, man, nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> you just got pranked by your mama, Miss Vera. Ah, uh, that's that <laughs> right there, man. Ah, uh, 
of the hour entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In entertainment news, you know the brothers who claim they were paid by Jussie Smollett to stage the racist and uh, homophobic attack on him? Remember those guys? Yeah, right. All right. Well, they're suing uh, Jussie Smollett's lawyers. Not Jussie Smollett, but his lawyers. They're suing uh, Jussie Smollett's lawyers for defamation. Ola and Abel Asandaro have filed suit in Chicago against Mark Garagos and Tina Glendian, claiming that Smollett's legal team have gone on TV and told lies about them and accused them of being real attackers uh, who acted alone, being the real attackers who acted alone. So, there, uh, yeah. Now, yeah. what you don't want to do is really make Ola and them mad for real. Okay, have you seen theirs on okay. the wall? All right. Now, that was a fake whooping the first time. Yeah. Now, the real whooping. <laughs> Ola and them? Yeah. The one that carries, you know, one of them carries a parrot on his shoulder. He just walks with a parrot all, all the time. He a pirate? That show you crazy <laughs> no, right there. No, he's not a pirate. <laughs> he a pirate? No. But he's, he's, he's on small, though. Shut yeah. Up. <laughs> when last time you seen somebody with a parrot on their shoulder? <laughs> Exactly, a pirate. <laughs> that show you that he crazy already. Yeah, but anyway, I wouldn't mess with these guys if I were you. No. And when they did that pirate movie with Tom Hanks, then was African people, remember? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I am the captain now. I am the now. captain now. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I am the captain now. Yes. All right, all right. Ola, and what's his brother's name? Oh, Ola and Abel. Abel. Uh-huh. All right, well, the brothers say the lawyers have spread lies about them and caused emotional distress, humiliation, and loss of job opportunities. Smollett, uh, Jussie, was cleared of wrongdoing in the incident, which leaves unanswered but uh, about what happened, unanswered questions about whatever, uh, what actually happened. In a statement today, the brothers' lawyer said, we have sat back and watched lie after lie 
being fabricated about us in the media only so that one big lie can continue to have life. These lies, ooh, that was kind of okay. telling right there, that sentence, huh? These lies are destroying our character and our reputation in our personal and professional lives. So, so they're saying because they're implicated in all of this, it's hard for them to get jobs. They lose work. Yeah, people don't want to hire them now, you know? Their reputation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Cain and Abel. Who is that again? It's Ola and Abel. (laughs) Yes, he I didn't know. (laughs) Cain killed Abel, didn't he? I just got to make sure I get it right. (laughs) It's not that Abel caller, but I thought that she should have went on and named him Cain and Abel. Why why have an Abel and not a Cain? Does that make sense? Ola. Why would you have a why would you have a, a evil and not a cane? Uh, maybe she doesn't work know. an hour and I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she doesn't know that story, Tommy. How they don't know about Cain and Abel? I, everyone doesn't read the Bible. Everyone doesn't. Everybody don't read Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Everybody read the Bible. What is you talking about? Everybody doesn't. Everybody doesn't read the Bible. And I'm not trying to. In other entertainment news, uh, family and friends are concerned about Britney Spears. You know, uh, there's been really some concern about her mental health lately. Yeah, oh yeah. She continues to uh, seek treatment at a mental health wellness facility. Her boyfriend uh, says she is doing fine and nobody needs to worry about her condition. But her family is worried. She did post a video on Instagram, and she does not look well. Brittany is struggling with dealing with her father's illness. Her father is sick right now. And uh, there's also a hashtag, Free Brittany. Uh, her fans are saying that she's being, being held against her will. Yes. But her boyfriend said that, oh. you know, don't worry about her. That's def- that's not the case. She she doesn't look well. I saw that video. Yeah. But she's having social a, media a, a yeah. complete yeah. mental breakdown. Uh-huh. But they, they said it was something wrong with the cocktail of meds that she's taking. But anyway, yeah. we got to get out of here. Let's go to headlines now, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody, and good morning. This is Ann Tripp, top news and bottom of the hour, and here we go. Democrats uh, disagree over whether to move forward with impeaching Donald Trump, with some like Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren pushing for it, while others like Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders using caution. I do believe that the evidence is just overwhelming that Donald Trump has committed these offenses And that means we should open proceedings in the House, and then the House can take a vote. What I worry about is that works to Trump's advantage. But now House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is urging more investigation over impeachment. Iowa State Representative Andy McCain has announced that he's fed up with Donald Trump, so he's leaving the Republican Party and becoming a Democrat. McCain, who was first elected to the Iowa legislature 40 years ago, calls Trump a bully who, quote, creates a breeding ground for hateful rhetoric and actions, unquote. And McCain also says that the GOP has swung much too far to the right. The man who uh, sent dud pipe bombs to prominent Democrats and critics of President Trump says he abused steroids for years. But after attending his first Trump rally, he felt he'd found a new drug. Caesar Sayoc, though, says he's through with politics. He calls politics dirty, ruthless and deadly. Caesar Sayoc faces 10 years in prison when he's sentenced. The Supreme Court's been hearing arguments concerning the Trump administration's idea to add a citizenship question on the next U.S. Census. Three lower courts have already blocked the plan. However, the mostly Republican-appointed high court is expected to support the idea. And the justices' ruling could ultimately affect how many seats that states get in the Congress, how many electoral votes that they have for president, and how much each state gets in federal money. 
More than a year after the school massacre in Parkland, Florida, Florida Senate yesterday passed a bill that allows classroom teachers to be armed. The vote in favor of the measure fell basically along party lines. In fact, only one Republican senator, Anatier Flores of Miami, actually kept it from being a complete GOP wash when uh, she voted against it with all the Democrats. A county in Oregon has agreed to pay $100,000 to a black employee who sued a co-worker who put up a Blue Lives Matter banner. Karima Pedicure alleged in her January suit that the Blue Lives Matter flag demeans the Black Lives Matter movement and that she was subjected to constant stressful harassment from her colleagues after she brought it up. As part of the agreement, she gets the money, but she has to resign from her job. They say she can apply for another one. <laughs> Yeah. And finally, today is National School Bus Day. Wheels on the bus go round and round. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, the moment we've been waiting for. Former Vice President Joe Biden is set to announce he is, yes, yes, he is entering the 2020 presidential race. Uh, uh, Vice President Biden will enter this crowded Democratic field. Uh, new controversies could also provide a challenge to Biden's candidacy, including some women who say that he made them feel uncomfortable in past interactions by touching them without their permission. Uh, Biden posted a video acknowledging that social norms are changing and promising he would be much more mindful, calling it his responsibility. So, Steve, what do you think of the marathon of the CNN? Well, yeah, first what do you of all, think of Joe Biden first? Let's get to that. Yeah, you can't, you can't excuse <clears throat> what you've done. You yeah. can apologize, but it's done. Yeah. You know, he can apologize. You know, now we can either accept his apology or not. Mm-hmm. But they they let Donald Trump do way more than that. Yeah. Now that don't make it right. Right. They're liars. Look at her. Why would I? Come on, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he that's what he down. do. He doubles down on everything. Every so. Right now, if I were picking, I would go Biden and Camilla. Kamala, uh huh. Kamala. Camilla played basketball. Yeah. <laughs> we told you. Oh, we go yeah. with him yeah, too. <laughs> I pick him. I pick Camilla over uh, Elizabeth Warren. All right. So, um, and, and, and let's stay political for a moment here, Steve. Uh, you know. There was a CNN town hall meeting yesterday with Democratic candidates. Uh, uh, I watched of, all of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, what did you think? Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, uh, and Bernie Sanders. What did, What do you think? What did you think of all of that? Amy Klobuchar this? can Klobuchar. go on, hang it up right now. Really? Mm. Yeah. Don't nobody know her. <laughs> they know her. Damn, bro. Okay. I'm just telling you real. You got to put together somebody that can beat Donald Trump. Amy ain't finna whoop Donald Trump. Now, why ain't nobody going to tell that truth but me? <laughs> okay. That's your right. truth. I'm yeah. not voting for Amy. You voting for her? Tell the truth. If, no. If she becomes the, can- the Democratic candidate, I don't candidate, give a damn. Yes. She better not be the candidate because <laughs> you might as well hand it to Trump. So you're saying Biden? So you want someone in the Democratic Party Kamala. that can beat Trump. Yeah, that's we all want that's that. That's who everybody wants. We, want we need that. experience yeah. and name recognition. We, all right, we, got we need to put together a ticket that wins. Yeah. All right, yeah. well, he when he announces tomorrow. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, before we left off, uh, I had asked you what did you think of the marathon uh, town hall meeting that CNN had. Uh, a couple of nights ago with all the Democratic candidates. Well, not all of them. They probably would still be going on if there were all of this them. Is so yeah, <laughs> so many. I think the Democrats should do 
what I've come to the conclusion of. And what is that, And we sir? need to pick our two to four favorites. Mm-hmm. Let's quit playing this game with these other people that don't nobody know, that want to be given a fair chance, because the Republicans are not going to play fair. And we're going to have to start doing this politics just like they do it. They play dirty. Yep. And all we trying to do is take the high road. This politics. We ain't talking about uh, uh, Christian behavior. We talking about politics. Get down and dirty with it. They <laughs> lie. They protect Trump. Trump lies repeatedly. Fox don't mention now one of the lies. They stay in power. They so now what power. we're going to do is be this open party of Democrats. And we're going to allow all 16 of these people come parading across 16. the stage. And we ain't got 20. time for that. But, Steve, now the primaries, when they start next year, they will narrow a lot of these people down. Then a lot of these people will start to get out of the race. Yeah, and start you do know that. It's gonna st- yeah, it's going to start dwindling down. I mean, now it's fair game for everyone who wants to run. I mean, you know, you democracy. could run. Anybody yeah. can run. Yeah. Like you what, that's that's our system. That is our democratic system. It just is. This stupid. Let me tell you what Donald Trump is doing. Donald Trump is making head. He's going to keep talking about the economy has turned around. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk about this new prison reform bill that he passed. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk about the tax credits he gave people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to tout a few more jobs than came back to America. Yeah, he's he going to keep influencing his base about that wall. He's going to continue to ban on the seven Muslim countries. And it's going to appear. And then the gross national product going to be up to such and such a percent. He's going to take credit for that. The whole time, the Democrats are doing nothing but talking about Impeaching him, the Mueller report, he lied. There may not have been collusion, but there's definitely obstruction of justice. Broke the law, yeah. Yeah, they need to get serious about this election. You're right, and we don't have, we don't, we can't wait on the primaries because you got to remember the Republicans won't have primaries this year. They're going to run Donald Trump again. Well, so while we all fighting it out in the primaries, Trump going to be steady marching towards the White House again. We need to stop this foolishness. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer need to sit the party down and go, hey, listen, guys. Well, she is against the impeachment. impeachment she does talk. not want them to. She's like, let yeah. that go. She's, she's saying let it go. Nancy Pelosi is. No, she is doing that. that, and she has and been saying it. Yeah. And she has been saying we have to beat him the old-fashioned way. Yes. We, and we she's, have to... she knows how to do it, yeah. you know? Yeah, she's smart. Yeah. She is very smart. Have you all been watching CNN? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you yeah. watching what the Democrats are doing? Yeah. Yes. They're not <laughs> listening to her. Right, we no. know. No, they're not. Yeah, and there's and there's a not a, a lot of new blood, you know, in the Democratic Party too, with the with the most recent election. So they're you know on their own path and doing their own thing, thinking you know that the older Democrats don't know what they're talking about and stuff like that. They're you know these new people are trying to do it their way. So you're absolutely right. They're not listening. They're if not listening. They don't wise up. 
and get rid of this foolishness and sit all these candidates down and go, let's stop this. You know they're not voting for you. You know they're not voting for you. And you know they ain't finna vote for you. Now, time to weed it out. Y'all's ass out the way so we can put four people in these primaries and then we're going to decide. I'm telling you, man, if we don't get like that, listen to me. Donald Trump will be back in that White House. Well, you're not going to get that. All right, we got to get out of here now, Steve. Coming up next, it is the nephew's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, guys, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, whoo, if, a, a, am I the wife or the other woman? I mean, that's up to oh, you. Now. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. you don't know that? That's what I say. It's up to you now. <laughs> uh, but right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us today, now? Yeah, sure, I got a little something for you. Uh-huh, what you got? PSC. And what is that? Carla P.S.C. Yes. Dang. Okay. Junior Dang. Uncle Steve P.S.C. You pop the mic when you... Oh, oh. Can you bag up a little You're bit? Amateur. P.S.C. <laughs> it ain't aggressive uh, enough. P.S.C. I don't well, like that. I like this right here. P.S.C. <laughs> I know, right? All, right? All in your ear. All right. Y'all like that? P.S.C.? What, what does it mean? What what Prostate chuckle. Oh, oh, oh goodness. No. Yeah. No, you ain't got to go to the doctor. No. You ain't got to go to the doctor. I got a new business now. I come by your house. What? Check your prostate before you go to work. And well, then send you on. Well, you had shared with us that you checked your own, but I didn't realize you Once you find out what they doing, why uh-huh. are you going in there getting it done? Because you're not a medical doctor. Right. Okay. Once you figure out how to change your oil, what are you going to do the mechanic for? <laughs> prostate checker. Here it is. PSC. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a, uh, a Roger. This Roger. Hi, my name is Greg. I'm a PSC. Uh, I got you on my schedule. I'm supposed to come by your house tomorrow morning at about 7.15. I just want to give you a call and uh, give you a heads up and let you know we will be there about 7.15. From my understanding, you go to work you at... Say uh, you're a, oh, you say you're a who? I'm a PSC, sir. I'll be okay. there. I'll be there tomorrow. I got you on my schedule uh, for Monday morning, and I'll be there uh, at least about 7.15. From my understanding, you go to work at 7.30, and... Uh, my procedure's only going to take a couple minutes, but I wanted to What's just, just kind of give a friendly call and let you know that I will be by there tomorrow morning. What's a PSC? PFC? What you say, a PSC? PSC, sir. PSC. I will be there tomorrow. I've been in business uh, probably for the last, uh, I guess, about 13, 14 years now. What is PSC, specialist? What you do? Oh, you're not, I'm sorry, you're not familiar? Now, you got me on the schedule. I ain't signed up for nothing. Oh, I got you on my list here. I don't know who put you on here, but you've, it's been paid for and everything for me to come by and, and do my job. And like I said, it'll only take me a couple minutes, and I'll have you on your way. How do you uh, get my number? Say, say again? How did you get my phone number? Sir, everything I have, I got I got 20 stops tomorrow, and I got you scheduled as uh as my uh, as my first stop tomorrow morning. I don't know. I got your phone number. I do have your address. Are you at drive? Yeah, that's my address, but I, I'm not scheduled for nobody to come to my house in the morning. I got to go to work in the morning. I'm not going to be here. Right, right. My understanding, well, you, from my understanding, you pull out about 7.30, and I'm going to get there at 7.15. Like I said, my, the, the, you know, the procedure only takes about two, three minutes, and, and well, I'll be on my way. who told you about every, all my information? You know, when I leave home and everything, who is this? Like I say, my name is Greg. I'm a, I'm a PSC, and I'll be there. Okay, you said that already. I, you'll, you'll see me tomorrow. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to give you a friendly call here on Sunday and let you know that 
I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there about seven fifteen, and we'll get you taken care of, and then I'll let you get on your way to work. You still ain't telling me what I'm supposed, what you're supposed to be doing, sir. A PSC is PSC. I'm a prostate checker, and what I'll be doing is coming in and checking your prostate tomorrow. Oh hell no! Nah. You ain't coming in to check my prostate. I get my prostate checked by my doctor. Who who was you talking about coming to check my prostate? Not at my house. You ain't coming to check my Sir, prostate. You, I, and, and you know what? I get this all the time. I get a lot of people that that are in denial. A lot of men that 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 claim that they've. Man, they've my prostate it. is fine. I you had mean? my prostate checked just the beginning of this year, man. You don't need to come to my house checking my prostate. Sir, a lot too. of people, a lot of men are in denial, saying that they got it checked and they got it. And a lot of times we find out they haven't. And, and and there has to be a reason. If I got you on my list and it's paid, somebody has paid $125 for me to come by there and check it. Well, you should be happy you paid $125. This is the less job you have to do then because you're not coming to check my prostate. Sir, I'm going to check it. Now, I'm going to be by there tomorrow, and I'm, at 7.15, I'm putting my rubber glove on with a little bit of gel on it, and I am going to check your prostate, and then I'll let you get on to work. Well, I tell you what, that rubber glove ain't going nowhere near me, homeboy. I tell you what, you bring your on over to my if you want to, it ain't gonna be pretty, and it ain't gonna be nice with you in your rubber glove. Sir, somebody might have had to stick a rubber glove up your when I'm done with you. Don't be coming about my high talking about checking my prostate. Sir, sir, do you realize that this is the leading cause to black men? Do you realize man, that? I understand that, man. All right, but they you got ain't four, to my three, and check three my out of prostate, five black man. men. Three out of five black men are lost every year man, because of prostate this, cancer. So you ought to be very grateful that someone is sending me by there to check it and make sure you're okay. I'm grateful that I can pay for a doctor that I go to every, every uh, once a year, man. You don't have to come to my house talking about sticking no rubber glove up me, man. What's wrong with you? Sir, sir, I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth with you. My job is to give you a friendly call and let you know that I'm coming. All right? Yeah, I, now, tomorrow morning, listen, I don't want to hear any more of it. Tomorrow morning, I'm there at 715, and you're going to get your prostate checked whether you like it or not. Well, you bring your on by here, then. I shall be here. You bring your bad back, you bad enough to come over here and check my prostate. You bring your on. I'm going to check on. it. So you just be ready at 7.15 that you're going to get your prostate checked. Yeah, I'll be here. I shall I'll be let here. you go you on to work. On. Case closed. You come on over here if you want to. You know my address and all my, what time I go to work and everything. You you bring your bad on over here if you want to. I don't care if I got to come over there, sir, and hold you down and check your prostate. I'm coming to check your prostate at 7.15 tomorrow morning. Oh, I tell you what, you bring your bad on over here, you, you think you know who I am, what I need over here. You come on over here and you do what you got to do. I'm going to be what, over there tomorrow you put morning. That rubber glove on, you're going to be checking something else besides me. You're going to be checking your own. You bring your on over here if you want to. See if I don't get you up out of here. I'm going to be coming to my house with that. Baby. Baby, you you tell somebody talking about I need a prostate check or something. Somebody on the phone talking about I need a prostate or something. You bring your yeah, I tell you what, I'll be here when you get here. You bring your I will be there tomorrow at seven fifteen in the morning you your with my over glove here. on. You might walk your over here. You might be wheeled away from this. You bring your if you want to. I, I'm going to have my glove on tomorrow, and I'm going to be checking your prostate well, at 7.15 in the morning. You want to tell my checking the prostate. You're going to be checking your own prostate, because I'm telling you what, I got something for your you come over here. You bring your bad you think you're bad enough to come over here and check something over here, you come on with it. I got one come more on thing I need to say to you. Are you listening? Then what the hell you got to say to me now? You didn't tell me it's nothing. What's this you got to tell me now? Are you listening to me? Just bring on over here, you're gonna be hearing me. I'm gonna be over there, but I got one more thing I want to say. Are you man, listening? What you got to say to me, man? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. Who? 
<laughs> who are you? Who you say you was again? <laughs> hey man, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Man, your homeboy got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Chris Johnson, Mr. Steve Harvey, man. <laughs> Tommy, boy, man, <laughs> you all right, Roger? Boy, y'all about to make me go out. I wonder who the hell gonna come out uh, of somebody's house to do a prostate check, <laughs> man, on a regular basis like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so got me, man. I, I'm gonna get him back, boy. I, I can't believe he do me like that. I'm gonna go over there and check his prostate. <laughs> you know, I don't even think he get his checked on a regular. I wanna have somebody come check mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got one more thing to ask you, man. What is, what is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> and to all of you men out there, get your prostate checked. It's important. Prostate That's good awareness. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. You gotta have some uh -huh. good awareness to uh -huh. go along with it, yeah, you know. Yeah, but in a form of a prank though. Sometimes you gotta sometimes you got to prank a person into getting their stuff together, don't you? This is true. <laughs> you know? Prostate chucker. Virginia Beach Comedy Club, the nephew is coming to town May 1st through the 4th. Tickets are on sale right now. May 1st through the 4th. Texarkana, you laying in the cut. The nephew is on the way. All right. All right, well, thank you, nephew. Coming up next, it is the Strawberry Letter. Boy, this title is troubling right here. Am I the wife or the other woman? We'll get into it right after this. What if I check eyes? I should check your eyes. Whatever. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, time now for my Strawberry Letter for today. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here today. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, am I the wife or the other woman? Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I have been married for two years. When we met, he told me that he and his ex-wife have a great system of co-parenting their two children. I did not have a problem with that. I love his children, and I met his ex-wife early on, so everything was fine in the beginning. After my husband and I got married and bought a house, the ex-wife rented a house down the street from our home. I was livid, but my husband was thrilled that his children would be closer to him so he could spend more time with his daughter and take her to school every morning. His daughter is in high school and his son as a freshman in college. But he and his ex-wife talk daily like the children are still toddlers. She has a great job that requires a lot of travel, and my husband usually takes her to the airport and picks her up when she lands. I know she has money for Uber or a taxi. My husband will go to her home on any given day to put up a mailbox, move some furniture around, get her mail when she's out of town, etc., uh, whenever I get upset and question him, uh, question his motives or complain about how much time he spends doing things for her, he gets upset with me. Uh, he claims he is only doing these things to make sure his children's home is as nice as his. 
The ex-wife has no boundaries, and my husband does not see anything wrong with his behavior. At this point, I am ready to let him go so he can be with his family full time. He says that he is committed to our marriage, and he will never get back with his ex. So am I wrong? I refuse to keep feeling like the other woman in our marriage. I have thought about talking to his ex-wife and letting her know how I feel. What do you think? Please help. Wow, I think this is crazy. This is not a marriage. Uh, this is not any marriage I know about. Uh, your husband takes his ex-wife to the airport and picks her up when she lands. What? You go along with that? Uh, really? Uh, he says he's committed to your marriage and he'll never get back with his ex? Well, this sure doesn't sound like it in this letter. And you ask, are you wrong? You're definitely not wrong, okay? I I'm with you all the way in this. You're right. And to answer your question, the subject, am I the wife or the other woman? Uh, you're absolutely the wife. Uh, and, and you've got to know that, though. Uh, Ex-wifey is out of line. Your husband is out of line. He's allowing her to disrespect you and your marriage under the guise of co-parenting the children okay who are really almost grown okay uh he, he's disrespecting you uh because when you try to talk to him about this how you know unhappy you are with it he gets upset with you what is he getting mad at you for uh he is your husband what's wrong with you don't take that from him okay you've got to stand up for yourself you have to let your husband know that he's got a choice and yes right here right now i'm talking ultimatum uh he her or you that's the bottom line her or you. Uh, you don't have to talk to her about anything. It's it's the marriages between you and your husband you need to deal with and talk to him. Steve? Excuse this me? letter crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this letter is damn crazy. Yes, what? Is, Steve. How he getting away with any of this? Who he married to? Mm. Who are you? Where you come from? You got a sister. <laughs> Why? Was y'all raised this way? I don't even understand this. Y'all ain't been married but for two years. When y'all met, he told you he and his ex-wife got a great system of co-parenting their two children. You ain't have a problem. You love his children. You met his ex-wife early on, so everything was fine in the beginning. What? Right there. Yeah. See, I don't you ain't meet my ex-wife. Damn that. <laughs> tell you right now, now, I was at my daughter's wedding sitting between both of them. Steve, this letter is not about you. Steve. Well, it, it did sound like it in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Anything sound like me, I get it out. I yeah. know you do. <laughs> and after my husband and I got married and bought a house, the ex-wife rented a house down the street from our home. Right down the street. I was living. Oh, no, this helper didn't. Right down. Right down the damn street. I know this helper. Yeah. Ain't moved her fine ass right down the street and holding these babies over my head and got my husband hostage. But my husband was thrilled that his children would be close to him so he could spend more time with his daughter and take her to school every morning. She had high school. I know this must go. 
Who we'll take a high school student to school every day? Everybody do that? I, I yeah. Do that. <laughs> Since they can't drive. In high school? A bus. Yes. Yeah, my daddy gave me a ride to school. It rained one time. <laughs> I never got to. times. It's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll let that go. <laughs> his daughter's in high school and his son a freshman at college. But he and his ex-wife talk daily about what? Exactly. Do you know that really you and your husband or you and your wife don't really talk daily like talk talk? Mm. Not every damn day. Uh-huh. Every day can't call for an open discussion. Not every day. I love him. Not me, really. Come on now, let's stop. Hey, hey. You good? I'm good. I love you. I love you. That's it. Well, well, See you tomorrow. They're newlyweds, Steve. No, man. Hell no. Who newlyweds? They, they talk daily. Him and the ex-wife uh-huh. talks daily. Yeah. Not him and the wife. Oh, okay. They talk daily like the kids are still toddlers. She got a great job to require a lot of traveling. My husband usually takes her to the airport and picks her up when she lands. That's the line I want to get at no, right there. No, no. How did he do that? What did he say to you to make you be all right with this? So I want to use that. That what, what did he say? Baby. All us men out here, we want to know, what did he say yeah. Baby. that he can take his ex to the airport and pick her up when she lands. All right, hold that thought, Steve. We'll have oh, part, hell. <laughs> uh, part two of your response coming up at 23 after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, am I the wife or the other woman? <laughs> we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we go. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject, am I the wife or the other woman? This woman who wrote this letter, mm. two years married to the husband, Got a great co-parenting relationship with his ex-wife and they two grown-ass kids, one high school, one freshman college. <laughs> right. Children. They buy a house. She happy as hell. Lo and behold, this heifer moves down the street. Mm. She <laughs> was living. That's it. <laughs> a Molokov cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, the scary part about this letter is these don't sound like black people. But oh, it is. Yeah. That's what Which is throwing me way off. Because you you scared me. His daughter in high school and freshman in college, he and his wife talk daily like the kids are still toddlers. Yeah. Okay. She got a great job that require a lot of travel. And this is where we left off at in the letter. Mm-hmm. My husband usually takes her to the airport and picks her up when she lands. Ooh. What? Man, could you please tell all the rest of us men what he said to you that lets him be able to take his ex-wife any damn where? Thank you. Yeah. Pick her up from the airport when she land. When she land. Take her. Why he doing all this taxiing? What are you doing? Yeah. I know she got money for Uber or a taxi. My husband will go to her home on any given day to put up a mailbox, move <laughs> some furniture around, get her mail when she out of town. Mm. 
when I get upset and question his motives or complain about how much time he spends doing the things for her, he get upset with me. Whatever. And then you get quiet again. See, that's what happened. You got to turn this knob up on 10 and leave it there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to let his ass have it. <laughs> yeah. Radio. He claims he's only doing these things to make sure that his children's home is as nice as his. What? I, I what that got to do with dropping her ass off at the airport, though? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that either, Steve. I, I didn't get it. Man, he, he, he's selling you. Let me tell you something. First of all, they sleeping together. Wow. You think? Uh-huh. Him I, and I, the ex. I think. Uh, who who mailbox you put up? You want? I, they're doing too much. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. You know who who mailbox you done put up? I put your mailbox up. We sleeping together. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. What about picking up mail? I'm pick. I'm taking care of your mail. I'm dropping your ass off at the airport and picking you up. For what? <laughs> yeah. I ain't, dog. I ain't got a friend, a homie of mine. Because she's. Yeah. I'm talking about do or die, Rody. That talking about some came to the airport every time I go and pick me up. No way. In word, you better. Because <laughs> no you way. got to circle the airport and wait. Come on, man. Yeah. Sit in the cell lot. Come back around. <laughs> you been delayed. Yes. There's just no way. The ex-wife has no boundaries, and my husband does not see anything wrong with his behavior. First of all, this ain't your husband. This y'all's husband. Oh. They're sharing. Yeah. Uh-huh. He down there doing what husbands do at both houses. And I mean everything. Because she's allowing uh. it. But he down there doing everything at both houses. Ain't no man down there painting and putting up wallpaper and taking paneling down and all this here <laughs> without no paneling. Paneling. Yeah, he down there working like his ass stay there. This ain't the 70s. There's some sex going on down that damn house. Sitting up, you see me down here hamming up a damn mailbox. You better believe I'm somewhere else hamming too. Whoa. If I'm hamming outside, I'm hamming inside. No, that's right. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. All this hamming, picking you up. Where they? How long it take him to come from the airport? Whoa. Uh huh. Where they stopping? How many times he done walked the dog and the dog came back looking shame? <laughs> Where y'all been? The dog said I ain't in I don't know. Now, Shirley, I want you to be the upset wife. I want you to ask me the question. Me and the dog is going to answer the question. Uh, after he t- after he dropped her off from the... Um, anytime. Air- okay. Anytime. You Honey, where have you been? I've been sitting here waiting for you all this time. What have you been doing? I just got back. Got back from where? From the airport, baby. Damn. I don't like you taking her to the airport in the beginning. Ruh-oh. Why do- what? Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Good time. laughs> yeah, you're you're right. He is in trouble. I'm sick of this. I'm sitting in the house waiting on you to come back because you're taking your ex-wife to the hospital to the airport. Baby. These hospital kids. will be next. No, listen to me. These kids. Yes. It's looking for their mom. Our almost grown kid. They're your almost grown kids. They looking for their mama. They know how to find their mother. You don't. They. You don't need to help them find their mother. You ain't. They ain't helping them find. I'm making sure she get back to them kids. The kids can't live without her. <laughs> That's why they have Uber. She can take Uber. You don't need to be running up and Uber down. Uber ain't gonna kill nobody for her. 
I got it, but yeah. <laughs> that was strong. That's the mother of them kids. Uh, they're not kids. That's the other thing. They they're will not always kids, be Cheryl. my children. They're not kids, Gerald. Yeah. Gerald. Oh, <laughs> what did Doc say? Uh oh, Gerald. <laughs> that dog, that dog, know when he, when he, when she called him Gerald. All right, we gotta go. Listen, we gotta go. <laughs> Email us or Instagram us. Real no way. Instagram us your thoughts on today's strawberry letter at Steve Harvey FM, or you can check out our podcast on demand. All right, coming up in 10 minutes, Being, Mary, you. Being, Mary, you. Being Mary Jane series finale. And we're going to talk about um, uh, games people play, too, starring Lauren London right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Last night was the series premiere of Games People Play. Yeah. Wow, what a great show. Nice. And really, really happy to see Lauren London doing her thing. Uh She's a, she's a really good actress. Go and ahead, she's beautiful. Lonnie. It's it's good to see her on screen doing that. It really is. Oh, she was so convincing last night. I know, night. right? <laughs> it's a good. I didn't see it. It's yeah, a good. Yeah, it's, yeah. Really good. It's, it's very yeah. good. Game, yes. Yep. 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 <laughs> Well, it's called Games People Play, so... Uh, About a basketball player. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like sports. And, and we also saw the finale of Being Mary Jane on BET. Child. Waiting for this one. Morris Chestnut. And Michael Ely, Carla, what? That's a lot going on right what? there. Let me tell you something about Miss Mary what? Jane Paul or Pauletta. <laughs> Come on, family. Come on, Gabby. Her. Yes. Okay, so um, I, I just don't know what to say. You, you know, the show is over, mm-hmm. but I watched it last night, and I knew one thing. It, it, she's a mom. Yeah. She's a mom. She had a baby. She named the baby Albert. And all of the ups and downs, Morris Chestnut, her friend, and, you know, his name, his character's name was Bo. Uh And then Michael Ely, Justin. You know, we all wanted, of course, Mary Jane Paul to get with Justin. Mm -hmm. And then, wait a minute, and then I was so worried about Kara. I mean, I was tweeting, is it Kara or Kara? I don't know. I think I, I think don't, it's Kara. I can't Kara remember Kara. right now. Kara yeah. Kara. <laughs> Kara Kara. <laughs> but she, you know, I, I was tweeting. I said, she better not die. She, she better not die. Oh, girl. Show, she, when that, yeah. 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 She had breast cancer. She was diagnosed. She had the surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a Latino friend. Yeah. 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 I like yes. her. She's good. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, what can we say? The very end, uh, you know, Richard Roundtree. He forgave his wife. It was tough, yeah. but the who, family who listens to the show, by the way. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Richard. Yes, he so does. Rich. Yes, he does. Bad mother. Uh-huh. Shut your mouth. The original the shaft. Original shaft, That's baby. That's right. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Paul. Um, pa- Paul Patterson, obviously Mary Jane's dad. Uh-huh. And then the very end of the series. Well, <sighs> first Morris Chestnut, Michael Ely. Boy, some words were exchanged. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. You talking about cute went against cute? Yes. What? Yes. Fine and fine. Sexy went yes. against sexy. Yes. I don't know yes. And then yes. Michael Ely threw the first punch. What? The jo- yes. That's what life did do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what life did do. But what happened in the end, Carl? Oh, you all are loud. And then, and then 
Jim Morris Chestnut got up and just started going in. Because uh, that's what dog skin do. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Dark skin Go right in. Yes, dark skin yes. came back? Yeah, yeah. Who won, yes. Carla? Come on, well, girl. Well, at the end Come on, Ely. of the... Of the series finale, Justin married Mary J. Thank Paul, you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he married yeah. him, but he married yeah. him with that ass woman he took first. It's all right, it's all right. <laughs> okay. Light skin went down the aisle, baby. Green <laughs> eyes was, and all. Go ahead, Michael Ely. They're blue. It was it don't so matter. They blue. Yeah, you need to know what color. Is they aqua Michael green Ely. or aqua green blue? They're blue. It, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't seen Ely before. Them ain't blue. The, you're colorblind. <laughs> Look, you know we was in the, I blind. was in the Bahamas with him. They was blue down. I mean, they were green down there. Uh, you were in were, the Bahamas with him when? We was down there for Will Packer 40th. Oh, they, oh and they okay. was And they was green down there. Well, maybe they change, but they're blue whenever we see them. Right, Carla? Yes. So he got on contact yes. when y'all run into him. He doesn't have, those are his natural <laughs> eyes. The green ones yes. are. <laughs> Oh, nothing. <laughs> but it was so good. It, it was it really was so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, Mary Jane and Justin, they reunited and they got married. And then <sighs> in I the know. end, you know how, and then you know, you remember throughout the series, you remember she had all these post-it notes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. She had all this advice and cliches mm-hmm. and sayings. And so she kind of narrated like she normally does, mm-hmm. but she narrated at the end at the wedding reception. Oh, and baby Layla Hathaway sang my angel at the reception. Oh, did she? Did she? Yes. 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 But at the end, you know, Mary Jane Paul, she just kind of narrated and said, you know, all this control that she was trying to have over her life and all of these sayings and all this stuff that she was talking about is just stuff. At the end of the day, you got to let go and love. Yeah, okay, Aww. Carla, you got me. I got to catch up now. I got to watch Mary Jane, then I got to watch. What was the first one you talked about? Games People Play. Games Games Lauren London. People Play when Lauren, Lauren London. London. Tracy Edmonds was our special guest That's yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she talked about the show. She's the executive producer. So after being Mary Jane series finale last night, we watched uh, Games People Play with Lauren London. So it was all good. Mr. Steve Harvey's not saying anything, but we have to give a shout out to Lori Harvey, yeah. who was on the show baby yesterday. Girl, baby girl, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So it was all good. Let all me good. say this right here, Carla. Uh, congratulations to Miss Tracy Edmonds. And Miss Tracy and Dion, I'm expecting this wedding invitation. Remember you asked her yesterday and she didn't re- she didn't reply. She yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be asking to be invited. Just wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Carla. Oh. They ain't got my address just laying around. <laughs> So if you don't ask, you're not going. All primetime guy is is my number. Every 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 two weeks he gonna text me. Now that was funny. That was funny. And then it's, yeah. and then it just say prime. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I don't know where yeah. my invitation coming. Maybe he gonna text it to me. That's cool. But I got Miss Tracy the one need the the, the address. Yeah. Cause prime ain't over there, Carla. <laughs> okay. He's the groom, right? He's yeah. The groom. He ain't over he addresses and stuff like show that. Show up. That what he yeah. do? Uh huh. Yeah, it was you know, really tomorrow good. I'll do a reality update. Catch you up on Child Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion part three. three. Part three. That's just a long ass fight you got over there with them people. They got a part three. <laughs> just a yes. long yeah, it's, fight. It's too long. One too many, what? I think. Yeah. It, it could have ended Ooh, last mm-hmm. week. Turn into Fast yeah. and Furious. All right. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> franchise. <laughs> 
All right, guys, coming up at the top of the hour, some good news. That's right, some trending good news stories for a change, okay? Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, the tragic fire that happened at the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral last week in Paris has led to a spike in donations to rebuild three historically black churches that were recently burned down in the United States in Louisiana. Uh, We're talking St. Mary's Baptist Church, Greater Union Baptist Church, and Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. They were all set on fire in a string of hate crimes. A GoFundMe campaign was created by the 7th District Baptist Association a week ago. And uh, before Tuesday, they had only raised $150,000. However, in the wake of the Notre Dame fire, uh, they received an outpouring of support and donations to rebuild to the tune of $2 million. So that's really good. That's really, really good. Yeah, people stepped up. Yeah, that's really, really good. And that guy was caught too, right? Uh, that did it, yeah, that the hate it. crime guy, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, really good news. They were all Baptist churches, too, in Louisiana. Wow. That's sad. That's sad. Yeah, I mean, um, yes. To me, that would be the last place you would want to burn is a church. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, that should tell you that's right a, there, you're going straight to yeah, that's hell. That's a sure sign. <laughs> oh, you, hell you, away. Yeah. You are definitely the devil. Yeah. <laughs> You're going. Yeah, <laughs> That's where you're seriously. going. Yeah. You are definitely the devil, man. Yeah. But $2 million, awesome. Um, and, and before that, uh, because a lot of people were very upset, and should be, right. about the historic Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Billionaires were donating millions and millions of, of dollars. And then... Um, these historically black churches over here were struggling, right? You know, yeah. so now since you know, uh, this has come to the forefront, then now people are are donating here. So now we support church yeah. burnings. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, this is rebuilding. Yeah, yeah the rebuilding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's gonna take a long that, period that, of time. That, yeah. So you gotta keep in mind, these people have nowhere. You know, you gotta now find a place to have service. Yeah, yeah, temporary yeah. worship. Temporary, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, most a lot yeah, of people do place. do high schools or or junior high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, mm-hmm. hotel ballroom. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they split. The parishioners split and go to other churches until you know their church is ready and all that. I mean. Thank God they do have options, yeah. but it's nothing like your church your home. Your own church it's home? It's nothing like oh, your man. church home. No. Yeah. But that's a good example. Good will outshine evil every, every day. Yep. Every Love day. over hate every day. That's it. Every day. Yeah. Now, here's another good news story, guys. Uh, forget watches. Forget uh, luggage, fancy cars, booze, stuff like that. Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. the football mm-hmm. player, the quarterback, Sierra's husband, Russell Wilson, uh, mm-hmm. just thanked his Seattle uh, Seahawks offensive line with the most, I mean, this is just a beautiful gift he gave them, with the most prime gift ever. He gave them $12,000 each in Amazon stock. How about that? That ain't bad. Yeah. And the stock went up. That's a gift. Yeah, that's a gift. And the (laughs) stock went up. The stock went up. So they made some more money. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, Yeah. yeah. And remember now, Russell Wilson, highest played player in football. That's right. $140 million, a four year contract, making him, uh, yeah, the highest paid uh, player in the NFL. Russell spent a grand total of $156,000 on his 13 offensive linemen. Uh, He also gave them a letter. How much, Uh, Shirley? Huh? He is uh, one hundred and fifty-six dollars total, but he gave each of them uh, twelve thousand dollars. Oh, yeah! And then the stock went up. I love that. 
Each player got a letter with the stock gift explaining every Sunday we go to battle together. This is what Russell Wilson wrote to them. You sacrifice your physical and mental well-being to protect me, which in turn allows me to provide and care for my family. This does not go unnoticed, and it is never forgotten. You yeah. have invested in my life. This is my investment into yours. Wow. I love that. That is how you do it. Yes, yes, yes. That's great. Russell says he wants to help his teammates prepare for life after football and believes stock and Amazon will help these players achieve their dreams. Well, if it keeps going up (laughs) like it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. When you going to do that, Uncle Steve? I love don't that. Don't sit there and not say nothing. Ain't you? I know. I know. I know. You don't want to say nothing, do you? You see how Russell do? Let this be an example we, for we you. We should get some Fanny Fuse stock. Yes. Something. Little Big Shot stock. Something. Come on now. What happened to that bacon? We ain't getting nan dying from that bacon. We can give him some of that, Uncle Steve. Huh? You're just going to sit there and be quiet, ain't you? <laughs> he is not Because you're not in word. the giving mood. <laughs> He's going to take care of us. You know he always talks when, about sir? it. When, sir? Well, he always talks about it. He yeah, always when, says that. Well, you want some of what time now? What would you say you want now? <laughs> I want some stock. He hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson and Gady bought some what? stock. Wait, no. who? Wait, who? what? Russell Wilson and Gady <laughs> deep in some stock. You know, I don't know who that is. Upset. Okay. It, it's Wilson, Tommy. That him. <laughs> and gave him some stock. No. And it, that's the whole lot. And why did he do this for the line? Read that again, Sterling. Well, he said. Go back to verse one. What okay. does it say? Every Sunday, verse. we go to battle together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, then, now hold on. Stop right there. Uh-huh. Don't, do we go to battle together? Absolutely. Yeah, we do. Every yes. morning. Absolutely. Do, do, yes, we do. Don't yeah. we love him dearly? Oh, you know we yes. do. Yeah, we, we do. Know we so do. We, so do. we blocking for him, ain't we? That's what the oh, line We block. Absolutely. That's what the line Keep going. Go ahead. We provide protection. That's, yeah. That's, that's, is that what the second verse says? What does it say? We don't let him say anything he want to say. I love him saying verses, though. Uh, He goes on to say, uh, Russell Wilson, Tommy, goes on to say, you sacrifice your physical and mental well-being to protect me. Stop right there. See what Wilson do on? (laughs) Mental and physical well-being. Did you see that? Oh, he's quiet right now. Okay. (laughs) Which in turn allows me to provide and care for my family. Nah. Mm -hmm. We allow you... Huh, do you, are you reading this correctly? You better preach that thing. We allow you <laughs> to on, care for lineman. your family the way you doing. Amen. Y'all too? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out. I'm, 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 I'm preaching today. Ooh, I want you. That this is your sermon for you. Now keep going. Sir. All what, right. Verse three. He goes on to say, "This does not go unnoticed, uh-huh. and it is never forgotten." You see that? It, you see Russell Wilson? Don't let nothing go unnoticed. What is no. he talking about? About Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, Steve, you know. Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. Quarterback, Seattle Seahawks. Play you know that. Russell Wilson. I understand you. <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson is what he's you know with. I'm trying to figure out who the hell Russell is wheeling somewhere. <laughs> In Seattle, Washington. You know, you know. where they at. Where? Where? In Seattle, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, Russell Wilson. Ooh! Oh! Oh! Did you record it? High did you five. record it? High five! Give me that high five. Say I it didn't again. Hear it. Say it again. Russell. Uh-oh. See, when he gets excited, yeah, he was excited. <laughs> what you call? All right, look, uh, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You ain't never choked till you choked on a W, boy. I tell you. <laughs> 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Whitney Houston's BFF Robin Crawford has remained silent since Whitney's death. But now uh, Robin Crawford is ready to address the nature of their relationship. It, or her friendship in this case. It was rumored for years that Robin and Whitney had had a lesbian affair. It was even addressed in BET's recent uh, biopic movie about Bobby Brown. In case mm. you missed it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. In case you missed it, uh, he revealed that he and Robin almost got into a fight over her attachment to Whitney. And oh. we remember when this was going on, there were all kinds of yes. rumors and, yeah. you know, going around. He yeah, ended up, uh, yeah, back in the day, Robin, uh, uh, Bobby ended up giving uh, his, late, his late wife an ultimatum and she chose him. In Robert, Robin's memoir, A Song for You, My Life with Whitney Houston, she's uh, setting the record straight. According to a press release, Robin will chronicle the years from when they met in the 1980s as teenagers to her epic success. Talking about Whitney now, uh, deeply personal and heartfelt, A Song for You is the vital, honest, and previously untold story that provides an understanding of the complex life of Whitney Houston. Wow. Wow. And from someone who really knows her since being a teenager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can look forward to hit stores in November. I I look forward to reading that book. I really do because you know how much I loved Whitney. Yeah. Yeah. We all love Whitney. Is that good, though, y'all? What? After someone has passed to write something that may have been their secret or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's good from the sense that it's her, it's Robin's truth. Yeah, it's, it's her story. It's her story. Yeah, it's her story. Yeah, it is. Okay. And, um, and she she wants to tell. Right. Because everybody else has speculated. Uh-huh. And rumors have been out. So she said oh, she's so that, telling that her okay story tell. about her. Yeah. Her yeah, life about her, her relationship and friendship with Whitney. And mind you, Robin has moved on now. She's married and all of that. She's moved on. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people do this. You know, this is not unusual for someone to write a book after someone has passed away. Yeah, you know, just, sometimes I, you have to get over the grief and the pain of it. Is that you the know? way of getting it out? Is, is that? Yeah, and then sometimes, you know, it's 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 a healing. It's cathartic for you to do something like this. So you can really move on, although she has moved on. But, you know, maybe this is like, you know, the button, putting the button on the story. It's her story, and, yeah, so it's, I get it. It's her story. It's her truth. And, you know, that's what what's happening. Yeah. The book is and, called... A song for you, my life with Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. if you want to know it from Robin's perspective, then you pick up the book. But like when I write my book, you know, I I mean, I don't want to tell that I used to have to go by Junior Room until he fell asleep with the light on because he couldn't go to sleep, <laughs> you know, with the light off. And I wow. had to do that when we was on tour. What, uh, what's the title what? of your book? Going the title to... of my book is... Uh, well, go ahead, get your book out, because I'm going to tell you mine. <laughs> With your title, Somebody. Yeah. yeah. What's you know, your title, Junior? You know, my, my title of my book is Being the Bigger Person. <laughs> Carrying Nip and Tommy everywhere. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Boy, we wrote everything that happened on the road. On the road? Oh, Woo! we would, man. Really? Yeah. Write it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nah. Come uh-uh. on, guys. You don't want that book right there. Well, you do Ooh, want it. Yeah. Ooh, but the players Ooh, in it don't want it. Well, tell nah. me, and then after you die, I'll write about it. See, that's what I'm talking <laughs> okay. about right there. <laughs> All right, look, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Celebrities, right? They're mm-hmm. just like us, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, they are before they got famous anyway. Maybe not while they're famous, okay? 
You ever wonder what what your favorite stars were doing before they made it big? For instance, Mm. Russell Crowe, who played Gladiator and won uh, (laughs) an Academy Award for Gladiator. This actor used to be a DJ. (laughs) Russell Crowe did? Yes, he's a Gladiator. Russell Crowe? Freedom himself? Freedom? No, not him. That's that's, Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, Russell Crowe used to be Gladiator. Oh, you're not entertained. Yeah. He used to be a DJ. He worked at an Australian nightclub. (laughs) All right, his stage name? Russ Le Rock. <laughs> you better get it, Russ I love it. Russ Le Rock. Okay. This one is really hard to believe, Steve. Uh, Brad Pitt used to work at El Pollo Loco right here in Los Angeles. Go on, Brad. Uh-huh. But he stood outside of the El po- Pollo Loco. With the sign? No, in a chicken suit. <laughs> Brad Pitt did? Brad Pitt. Fine Brad Pitt, right? Getting mm. <laughs> a greatness. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Your friend, Steve, Chris Rock, used to work in Ro- Red Lobster as a busboy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Cheese biscuits. Right. She, I bet he ate all the cheese biscuits he could Ooh, ever want. Those cheddar biscuits. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston had an odd That's job. She says she took pride in cleaning toilets. What? Okay, yeah. cleaning jobs. She had odd, odd jobs cleaning. Mm. Yeah, mm. cleaning stuff. So, yeah. All right, so, Steve, <laughs> come on, let us have it. First job, paper out. Let's get on up when I was <laughs> filling out applications and stuff. 20 jobs that. later. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I worked down at the college uh-huh. uh, on maintenance uh, oh, from uh-huh. midnight to 4 a.m. Uh-huh. Well, I wanted to work in the kitchen so I could eat. Oh, oh, that was okay. smart. Right, that's how that you get your smart, grub yeah. off. Okay. Well, that's how I supplied my store. Oh, your store. Yeah, the store in my room. Late at night, mm-hmm. I sold like platters and plates and sandwiches. I had ham and cheese. Wow. I had steaks. Oh, that's why you wanted to be on sandwiches, because you... You had uh, steaks. Y'all thing. stole steaks out the freezer. Uh-huh. Mean how hard it is to get steaks out the cafeteria? That ain't hard at all. You work there at midnight to four. <laughs> <laughs> you the only one in there. So I had a Kent State bag that hung outside my window on the eighth floor. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. had that little crank handle on it. I just, you know, the drawstring plastic yeah. bag? Yeah. That was yeah. my freezer. So when the fellas walked by and they saw the bag hanging out the window, they know I got steaks. Wow, wow. Steve. And then uh, I made sandwiches after all the parties. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I had a pancake platter with bacon. What an enterprising young man Where did you, you were. Where you get pancake batter and bacon from as a college student? Where'd you get that from? When I sold the steaks, I, I had money. So I go to the grocery store and I buy pancake batter. Wait, excuse oh. me. Now, Carla, yes. <laughs> when oh, we goodness. first started the Steve Harvey Morning Show, while we were on the air, he he was frying eggs. The whole hallway. Oh, wait a minute, in the studio? No, nah, stu- yeah. yeah. Studio, in the studio. and in the hallway. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Chocolate chip, pancakes. I have, you know, apple and cinnamon red can. Blueberry. You <laughs> was doing the dog on Oh, my God. Oh, so Here's that was his job, yeah. All right, coming up, our last break of the day and then some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day. Uh, It is time for your closing remarks. First of all, today is a dear friend of mine, uh, Cedric Entertainer's birthday. 
uh, I'm saying happy birthday to said, but I'm also saying thank you to said. Uh, a lot of major parts of my career have been with this guy. And uh, of all the years that I've known Cedric, Cedric and I have never had a falling out. Never had mixed words. Never, hey man, I misunderstood what you said. I thought you did this or man, my bad, I thought you said that. Hey man, forgive me. I, we ain't never had them words. Just been a good guy to me, man. And like I said, we've had some major moments together. I gave him his first uh, headline date at a club called Vuku Ray in Dallas, Texas. I used to bring him in as a headline at my comedy club, Steve Harvey's Comedy House in uh, Dallas, Texas. Uh, when I got the TV show, uh, the Steve Harvey show, I was originally supposed to do the show with George Wynn, the guy that played Norman on Cheers. But I insisted they bring in Cedric. And he said, we have no idea who this guy is. I said, man, this dude is so funny, man. And we really cool. We weren't even as good of friends as we are today. But They said, all right, we'll bring him in and try it. Said killed it. So we did seven seasons of the Steve Harvey show. Steve Hightower and Coach Robinson. And uh, during that time, Kings of Comedy were born. And man, I, I couldn't have done it with a better brother. So we spent seven days a week together. We did the show Monday through Thursday. And we was on tour Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we would come in, man, and we was burning that candle on both ends and in the middle. And we had some great times, man. Cedric is one of the funniest people I've ever met, man. I've ever sat and genuinely talked to an incredibly funny person. But just an incredibly kind person, man. He's one of the coolest people I know, man. And now he's a father, husband. He's just doing it. His success on television is outstanding. His movies have all been good. And I've just watched him. And I'm saying all of this to get to one thing. This is a message for everybody. I watch Cedric's career right now, man, and it's at the superstar status. I just watched a person, man, who never gave up. I watched a person grind and hustle, grind and hustle, grind and hustle. And uh, I, I can't tell you, man, how good it is to see a person's hard work pay off. Everybody can take a page from that and learn a lesson and know that it requires an all-out effort from all of us to be happy and be successful in this life. But in your quest to be happy and successful, in your all-out assault, the one thing you can never do in this assault is quit. You just can't quit, man. Because you don't never know where the turn is coming. You don't ever know when God going to click, click the switch. But if you've asked him for it and you believe in it and you've written it down like the Bible asks us to, if you follow those principles of success, everything you ask for will come to pass at its appointed time. That's the part you've got to lay hold to. That what you ask God for, he is shipping to deliver to you. The problem with the package that God ships to us, he never gives us the date that the package will arrive. If he did, that would destroy his faith in him. It would destroy our faith in him. He requires our faith, our belief in him. 
Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. So when you ask God for something and he ships the package for you and he don't tell you the date that it's going to arrive, he's asking you to see if you believe in something that you can't see, that you don't know when it's going to get there, but you have no doubt that it will. That's, that's the part. And you've all got to hang on to faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith really starts out with just hard hoping, y'all. You just got to hope in something so hard that it finally comes true. That's the essence of faith. It's just hard hoping. Until you become hard hoping enough to where you go, you know what? I ain't hoping no more. I believe this. Because I've learned that from hoping as a little child, I hope I get a bike for Christmas, going down there one year and it was under the tree. I've learned from that that this hoping has to eventually, if you got sense, should turn into belief. You got to believe, man. You got to believe that you can. Once you believe that you can, if your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, there is a strong possibility you will achieve it. One more time. If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, there's a strong possibility you will achieve it. Them three things got to be in sync, though, man. You got to use your imagination and your mind to see what it is. And in your heart, you got to believe it. And after that, man, it's achievable. You can receive it. But you got to get at it, man. Never give up, y'all. Don't ever, ever give up. I don't care what happens. Because you don't know when God going to click the switch. I said all that to say, happy birthday, said Delatano. My man, living legend, boy. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for everything you've done for my career. I appreciate you. Aw, that was so nice, Steve. Yes, sir. Happy yeah. birthday, Sid. That was so nice. That was from the heart, Steve. That's wow. my dude, man. I meant yeah. that. Friendship Wow. Right there. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Y'all have a great week here. <laughs> Whatever day for all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 